Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Turn this down. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another uh, episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Thursday. We are one step closer to NFC and AFC Championship Sunday. The both games go down Sunday afternoon and evening. Uh, I particularly like uh, the old school one and four, but of course they need their primetime rating. So we got the 3.30 and the 6 or 3 and 6.30, whatever the case may be. It goes down on Sunday. It is Dave Sergio, Chris Gucci, A5, Anthony behind the glass here at Chop Studios to break down today. We have ourselves a little conversation about the receivers and pass catchers and tight ends and all that stuff because We've covered the quarterbacks matchups. We covered the running backs yesterday. We've talked a lot about guys that are potentially on the move. Um, there's more rumors about some receivers that could be potentially on the move. But before we get there, we'll talk about the receiver matchups that we have coming up for you this Sunday. And we start over uh, with the Bengals and the Chiefs, the AFC Championship game, which will actually be the last game of the weekend. We'll start with those guys. Um, and when you look at both of these, it's very hard for the Chiefs. I, I know you put Juju up there because you it have to. It should be to. Travis Kelsey yeah, because of, of the position. Um, we can't put them next to each other on the graphic, but just pretend like it's Travis Kelsey's. Uh, there you go. Pretend. His, his chart, and it's really high. It's, I think he's he would be the number one receiver. Too. There is uh, there is some rumblings going into this week about the Bengals and how they've constructed their roster. And you know, obviously, Jamar Chase is wide receiver one. Everybody knows that. But before Jamar Chase got there, T. Higgins was there, and he's been on the surface of – some kind of rumors about getting dealt if they win the championship. I think, that, I think realistic rumors, I don't know that there's actual rumors or there's steam being created amongst NFL circles or in the execs department. I think when you have some execs that are looking ahead and seeing, okay, you know, like certain receivers should be starting to get paid soon. The Jeff Jeffersons of the world, the Jamar, not Jamar Chase yet, but the T Higgins of the world. And if you're looking at ahead at, the Bengals situation right now, it's like Joe Burrow gonna is going to be do a it's ton of tough. money, Jamar Chase do a ton of money, and you would assume that if they're going to jockey themselves to be in a spot to be able to get Chase and Burrow, that they're either going to have to trade T. Higgins now or get that figured out sooner than not. He's going to demand. A, if I'm a rival GM, I'm going to try and get T. Higgins away from the Bengals. Before yeah, I mean, somebody I, else I think does. T. Higgins is going to warrant a significant deal. You know, he, yeah. he's still good. And, and I before know the, Jamar Chase, the, was the there, comments that you're talking about are from the. I think it's Bean, Brandon Bean. Yeah, the, I the Bills say. GM. The Bills GM made some comments. And really, I just think it sounded like sour grapes, sore loser kind of deal, which I have no issue with a player being a sore loser, but you're an exec. I mean, the, wing, the way he was going about it, I understand it was a different regime. But if you look at pre-Sean McDermott era, um, he's talking like, oh, I don't want to be that bad to be able to get a Jamar Chase in the draft. Well, a couple things about that. Number one, the Bills were basically in a lean year. For the better part of two decades, you know, they mm -hmm. didn't really win many games. They had a sporadic playoff appearance here or there, but they didn't really have much success as a franchise. Right. They've never won a Super Bowl, right? So no. for a guy to be talking about the Bengals, which I understand the Bengals have had their share of, you know, they've been a bad team for quite some time as well. Forever. But they made the Super Bowl last year, right? They did. They they kind of have been dominant over the two teams that we've seen here. They beat up on the Bills last week. And you're talking about roster construction. Now, I have issue with the way he went about it because if you look at the way the Bengals constructed their roster, it's it's just smart. You do it through the draft, understanding now you have to pay these guys, but we talked about it. No quarterbacks have won on their second deal, maybe in ever, right? And we're talking about, like, since the free agency era began, 
quarterbacks that are on their second deal don't win. Even receivers on their second deal don't win, right? So I understand his point of saying like they're going to have really their turning hands, into a mill. They're going to have you know, their they hands, yeah, just they're going to have their hands full, but you don't have to be that bad to get a Jamar Chase in the draft because the season before that, I could almost guarantee you that the Bills passed on Justin Jefferson and then traded for Stephon Diggs. So there was another way you could have gone about constructing that roster, mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have had to pay Diggs just yet. You would have had Jamar, uh, Justin Jefferson on a lower deal. Yeah, I can true. almost guarantee. I'm not sure where the Bills picked that year, but my suspicions is that it was probably higher than 20-something where the, where the Vikings got Jefferson at. Yeah. Right? So I just don't – I think it sounds like sour grapes. You have your way. They have theirs. Really what I think it comes down to is they were lucky enough to be the number one pick when Joe Burrow was available because Joe Burrow is that dude. As long as he's there, that team's going to contend. Yeah. I'm looking at the – twenty. it was the 2020 draft. So 2020 NFL draft. I'm curious because that was the year that the, the Cowboys – Snag C.D. Lamb, and I fell over myself just because I was so excited. And, and, and furthermore, T. Higgins is also what makes that team great, and they drafted him like 27 because the Packers could have taken him. <laughs> Instead, they took Jordan Love. So I'm looking at this, and this is the 2020 draft, and I'm looking at it for Buffalo, and I don't see him. I don't Did see they him. even not have a pick? Maybe, maybe they that, didn't have a pick maybe for that Diggs. Was, now see where – was that the pick? Was that did, – did Minnesota – Oh, here you go, from Buffalo. How do you like that? Right. How do you like oh, that? Right. So you did not have to pay Stefan Diggs all that money. You could have just drafted Justin Jefferson. It was the Buffalo pick. Whew. Wow. That is. Whew. Guys, it, it, we're good here. We are good, but that's great. <laughs> that is really, really so Brandon, good. Brandon, settle down, buddy. Yeah. Win a playoff game because you've gotten further away from the Super Bowl each of the last three seasons. That's wild. That's wild. And Stephon Diggs has a point. And he does. He does. And he's been standing there for three years. Um, anyway, so staying on this game, we do look at the other side. The Chiefs obviously coming in. I saw a post a press conference yesterday with Patrick Mahomes. My man didn't have a limp at all. So I'm pretty sure he's good. He's faking the whole time. I was saying that last week. No, I'm not that guy, pal. But <laughs> I don't think players fake injuries. He wanted to play last week 100%. Like, you oh, yeah, saw he got in back space, in there. He was like, the second quarter when they, they were making him sit, he was doing all kinds of weird things. That I was like, oh, man, what's going on there? <laughs> nervous, at the mouth. nervous energy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's, that's crazy. But anyway. Mahomes looks to be okay. You look Kelsey at this. Kelsey will have 13 catches. Kelsey's going Kelsey's gonna to do his thing. But you would think, like, honestly, if you watch the Jaguars game, right, and we have Jaguars friends, uh, fans in our circle uh, of people here, and if it's, if it's so apparent to somebody at home saying, like, I don't know, maybe put an extra safety on Kelsey, you know, like, why is that so hard? Why is that so hard? Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a guru. I got to you know, tell you. It's Andy Reid, and it's like, okay, put an extra safety on Kelsey. And then you, it's not only just Andy Reid, it's Pat Mahomes. So it's like, okay, there's the extra safeties on Travis yeah. there. So we have Pacheco that we're going to put right where that safety used to be on this very play. So it's just hard when you're dealing with a great quarterback, a great head coach, and a guy with weapons that knows how to use them. You think the Bengals are going to have an answer for that? Yeah, it's going to be running the football, and it's going to be Joe Burrow doing the very same thing on the other side of the ball. No, I'm talking about an answer for Kelsey as, as defensively. No, 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 nobody does. It's like there's no way, you know, there's this is going to be a good football game, yeah, right? It's going to be great. Now that Mahomes is looking like he's playing, I'm curious to see where the point spread goes. Um, it's going to be a good one. I I think both offenses are going to have success because really, like who you're, it's. The weather may be a factor, I guess, but it's be cold. I can't imagine it's that it's not that that at least Travis Kelsey isn't going to find his openings because 
what could you say about Travis Kelsey in every single game he's been in? It's like, well, why don't when you're playing the Chiefs, why don't you just try and figure out how to stop him? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's what they've been trying to do for 10 years. It's yeah, not working. Hasn't so. happened. Um, all right. Well, let's flip on over to the NFC. And we have ourselves, the 49ers and the Eagles. We've obviously talked about Jalen Hurts and the Brock Party Purdy. Brock Purdy Party. Got him. Got that? Um, and, of course, the running back situation. Yesterday we talked a lot about CMC, Elijah Mitchell. Um, but today, the weapons, they just keep getting deeper and deeper uh, for the 49ers. Debo Samuel has done incredible things already throughout the course of the season and leaking into the postseason because now he's back because why not? Um, but the one I'm really— oh, He ain't do nothing, fam. Oh, according to Micah Parsons, he did nothing. And he didn't. Like, we had him on lock. I mean, let's— Michael Parsons is at the head of the table right now as far as his, all, uh, his tweets are concerned. My God. Like, I love the kid. I think he's going to be one of the greatest to ever play the game when it's all said and done. But, man, when, oh, man. When a guy like Debo goes out and plays a football game, he's a bully. He did something. Guaranteed. Yeah. Right? yeah when he, just because he doesn't catch the ball. It's like that's what you want out of a receiver. It's yeah. like, oh, well, I didn't catch the ball, but I put a hat on a hat, and we won. You know, he might have made a key Correct. block somewhere. The so. win is the win. Uh, George Kittle, who was lined up as an ineligible receiver. <laughs> I, I can't get over it. Uh, but Kittle is... Has, I don't know. I looked at the play. It's it's definitely, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm upset. I mean, Boomer Esiason, who played in the league, broke it down and said it was ineligible. He was covered up. Both men with their hands on the same yard line. Um, he was covered up. And, you know, but, but and it's, not a, spot you, it's not a, oh my God, I can't believe you missed it, ref. It's like... That kind of play can get behind the refs, and it's one of because those it's plays, Kittle waving his. It's hand. one of those plays where it probably happens a lot and goes That's what uncalled. I'm saying. It happens a lot and goes uncalled, and then it happens sometimes it gets called, and then you're like, when it happens against you in a certain way, right. it's like, oh man, we lost because of that. But then you've right. probably had some good things happen. Yeah. I hate the refs in general, but yeah, they've done a good job this year. You got it, like better than they've done. I think the, the one thing three. they have to do next year, competition committee has to review roughing the passer. On a quick sky cam. Oh, they've been doing this for. That's a given. They're going to review sky that. cam like real quick. Like no, nah, no, nah, never well, mind. I'm talking you know, about pick up in the terms of like what the rules are. The rules are in terms of the. Com- I don't the remember competition any games. committee being one thing. It's like they have to enforce with the rules that are given to them. Right. So you can't blame the refs there. But I'm saying I don't remember any game this season where I'm like, oh my god, ruined. the refs I mean, just hold ruined your it. Breath. Yeah, I know don't, exactly. Don't hold you your got breath. two more games to go Woo! plus the Super Bowl. Uh, but anyway, over to the Eagles. Uh, AJ Brown, obviously. Another example of a, a GM going after what they needed, right? And I mean, you watched AJ Brown all year, all year long, and Jalen Hurts and him have just been connecting. Like it's 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 Very second nature for situation them. Situation um, to the Trayvon, not no, to the Stefan Diggs and Chase? Justin Jefferson situation oh. that we were talking about, where Traylon Burks was traded, or they they used the pick that they traded AJ Brown. For Traylon Burks, so yeah, we'll see if that, the, that's not gonna. And that ain't gonna be equal. Gonna um, hey, but maybe. I mean, look, we said that one time, and then he goes over the top for a couple yards. But um, AJ Brown, eighty-eight catches this year, almost fifteen hundred yards. Um, he averaged seventeen yards a catch. Like the, the the guy has obviously found himself a nice role with Hurts. You got to watch out for Devonta Smith. He's the burner. Um, my biggest thing this week, this week in particular, for whatever reason, I saw a lot of potential success. Last week, a lot of people said that the 49ers were better against the tight ends. I didn't see that. I saw there was a lot of openings for guys like Dalton Schultz and the tight end crew for Dallas. So I expect a big game out of Dallas Goddard this week. Um, and they said Dallas going to get to the NFC title game. Come on. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Zing, bing, um, so I like that play this week, specifically on the Mojo market, because obviously, you know, again, he's going to get the volume. 
I think the 49ers are going to play well enough to keep this close. Um, we'll preview the game tomorrow, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think that the game will be a lot closer than what people might think. So, but wow. as far as, as my far as biggest play here, I think it's Dallas Goddard. I'm going to probably say AJ Brown because they've been, you know, the, the 49ers do have the weakness at the number one and number two corner spot. I think, you know, they use their safeties mostly in run stopping. And I think in this game, it's going to be very curious to see which Eagles player shows up because, like the 49ers, a lot of them. <laughs> there's a bunch, like pretty much all these teams left, there's a lot of weapons left. A lot. We're looking at all across four teams. It's hard to cherry pick which of these guys are going to do well. That's why I kind of lean quarterback in these situations. But leaning quarterback in this situation against a 49er defense that has been pretty mean to quarterbacks this year, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I will probably say Jalen Hurts just because of how good he's been all year, I would, where I would go. And I know we're not picking quarterbacks right now, um, but I'm going to kind of fade the receivers on Philly. I just can't do it. I think the 49ers are going to play well in this game. It's going to be a defensive battle. With all the offensive weapons, I feel like it's going to be low scoring. So right. I'm probably going to fade. I'm not going to fade him because I'm not shorting anybody, but I'm going to steer clear of, of the pass catchers on Philly. Makes sense. I think there's room for Miles Sanders to grow, but not against this defense. Curious to know where he ends up. but That is going to be an interesting thing to see the Philadelphia Eagles bring him back. Speaking of people on the move, we do have a couple more things to talk about today. Pass catchers that we just talked about, tight ends, receivers. It's a couple guys we want to bring to your attention to keep your, you know, keep your eyes on because of new contracts, potential new teams next year, guys that are on a move. We start with my guy, Dalton Schultz. Um, I think he's played himself out of Dallas. Personally, I mean, I, look, the, the salary cap situation over there is grim, considering the fact that you got to pay Dak almost 50, you're going to restructure Zeke, you got to try to sign Pollard. There's a lot of things going on over there. I don't know if this guy fits the rest of the bill. They saw some real good strides out of Ferguson, out of McEwen, and out of um, Hendershot. So they have three tight ends besides Schultz. I know there's a rapport between him and Dak, but now all of a sudden, you know, it's it's to me it's very crazy. But the conversations have been started of how they can get out of this Dak situation like that. I've never thought that I would feel like it's this. It's tough. To be in but this spot. it affects Schultz dramatically. It does. I mean, to, just to get into the DAC thing first, um, I don't think that they're going to be able to get out of the DAC situation. Not this year, no. Because you're going to need a team to take on a ton of that money. And I think, you know, knowing that the leverage is gone for Dallas, if they try to move DAC, they have to announce that. You make a player available. I don't know how many teams are going to be lining up until a couple teams line up, then there would be really be no way another team would do it. There what would if, have to be what at if least the Carolina Panthers hire Kellen Moore? You think he tries to get Dak to come with him? I think it'll be very telling when Kellen Moore's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going there, but not with him. No, no. I said I was leaving. I'm I think, gone. I'm out the door. I think the, the Carolina door. job is attractive because there's a chance that they're going to pick high in the draft. Oh, yeah. Well, they are. Right? Yeah. So that's where they're, you know, Carolina, the Texans, apparently they're like the most attractive jobs amongst the NFL circles is saying, like, those two – I would not go to the Texans. I don't care what. The GM is – I think they've had four GMs in four seasons. You see and Bill O'Brien's back in the NFL? He's back with the uh, the Patriots. Um, Bill O'Brien's a good I think he caught coach. a bad rap. Because they made him a GM, too, didn't they? Or something well, like no, that. He yeah, was doing, he, like, playing. No, he's, His he, trades were atrocious. He, he's, he's a good football coach. He's not a good football uh, – he's not a good builder of a team. No. He's a good recruiter. 
Good recruiter. Penn Absolutely. State did well under him. Yes, but. they did. Um, but anyway, so Schultz, that could monitor the Dak situation. Yeah, he's coming over franchise tag. Schultz is out. It's I, just like I, the I contract so isn't going to I like him. him. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying anything bad about him because he is very, very quick to and block not, people on and Twitter. And it's not that Dallas is um, not in on Schultz. Dallas has to make a business decision here because another team is going to pay him more. Yeah. Like, I could see, like, a Miami or someone who might be losing Gusecki. You know what I'm saying? I could see a team like that. Uh, lowering him away from Dallas. Uh, who do we got next? Oh, so this is a situation where he's not a free agent, but there have been rumblings about DeAndre Hopkins. Now, this is a stock you got to keep your like really keep your eye on because since he's been drafted, he's up two hundred and thirty percent. So this guy has obviously over just exceeded his expectations from afar. But now you're in a situation where the Arizona Cardinals fired their head coach. Kyler Murray is going to have some kind of quote influence on the new head coach. All of a sudden, you're starting to think rebuild. And if you think rebuild, wouldn't you want to build around a combo of Murray and Hopkins? Why are you trying to move this guy? Well, because if a rebuild means you're going to have to take a couple seasons and he's only under contract for two more, right? Yeah. And then you have to factor in the fact that there's going to be rumblings from the player because he's on the back end of his deal. When you have a star receiver on the back end of a deal, you know how that goes. The yeah. guy wants more money. So DeAndre Hopkins wants a new deal. The Cardinals are in zero position to be able to give him a new deal. Even if they have the money, it just doesn't make any sense because, as you said, first-year head coach, quarterback already injured. You know, So they're looking at like a season and a half left of the combo of Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins regardless because Kyler's probably going to miss some time. DeAndre He's Hopkins is going to warrant, I would say, at least a number two and then probably a, a dollar amount around 25 per. His cap number next year is $30 million? DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. Yeah, because it's a signing bonus deal. Oh, my God. And now I know why they want to get out of that. But his base is only 16. Over no, his base 17, is 19. 19? Well, either well, way. Well, his base the two previous years were only four and six. So they definitely so that's where the, he made up that stuff. But, um, my so God. So, yeah, he needs to get paid because I'm sure he got that This money. is a $92 million contract total. Yeah, he set, he set the market at that point yeah. when they made that trade and we just talked about Bill O'Brien. He had very much to do with that trade where they kind of got they, David, talk, they got another terrible they contract talk about, with David Johnson. Yeah, they talk about how quarterbacks should only, and I listened to Boomer Sison on the way in today, he said quarterbacks should only make up anything less than 16% of your cap space. That's the way you have to that's how you build a team, right? Whatever. This guy's making up 13.6% of the cap space next next year for the Cardinals. Now that I look at this, and now that I see that the Cardinals are in a little bit of a rebuild, I think he's out. Oh no, he's out. They the Cardinals said it. It's not like we're, yeah. we're, it's not like DeAndre Hopkins. What's the asking price for that? You think? I would say because there's no leverage there, it ain't going to be a one, two. It's going to be a two. A couple but twos. The, the caveat here is that you're going to have to pay the receiver. So it, it gets steepened when you have to pay the receiver and give up draft capital. I don't know. You give you Gallup. Give you a third and a well, fourth. Well, I'll tell you what the odds are for the Cowboys. Oh. Are I'm gonna go. There? I'm gonna go backwards. So from wait, there's actually Vegas odds about this. Yeah. Oh, you said that before. Okay. All right. So Ravens uh, plus fourteen hundred. Is that the highest? No. Oh. Cowboys are also sitting there tied with the Ravens at plus fourteen hundred. I went that far just to get the Cowboys in there for you. Oh, appreciate. Bears you. are at plus a <laughs> thousand. Um, imagine the Bears traded a second for for DeAndre Hopkins, or they couldn't trade a second for DeAndre Hopkins because they already traded because that they for traded that Chase second Claypool. for Chase Claypool. That Thanks. would be hilarious. Um, and the Bears have all that money. Now they could pay Chase Claypool. Uh, Giants <laughs> plus 750. Not wow. bad, Giants. Not bad. It's never going to happen, by the way. Actually, the same guy that just that that traded for, or the same regime, not the same guy, but from Joe Buffalo, Shane. Joe Shane, he traded for Stefan Diggs. So, hey, you never know. Could be. Um, 
The variant on T. Higgins. You ready for this? From name? what I'm hearing. And this is this is an interesting name too. Don't nod your head over there, Ant. Ant's ready. He's like, yeah, let's go. Danny Dimes, T. Higgins. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm um, telling you. Ready it's, for it's this a, name? Thing. What's up? The Chiefs sitting at plus 500. Well, third, that's disgusting. Third. And it makes sense. Juju's probably on his way out. McKinnon on his way out. Hardman on his way out. You could literally combine all that money. Can you throw imagine DeAndre Mahomes Hopkins. and Hopkins and Kelsey on the same team? Yeah. Good could. Lord. AFC that's not Championship fair. exit in the Bengals next year with that. Third year, Jamar Chase. Fourth year, T- they'll win the Super Bowl again. Um, Patriots at plus 450. And then, un- un- unbeknownst to me coming in this morning, the Packers at plus 350 are the favorites to land DeAndre Hopkins. I'm a Packer fan. It's not going to happen. Uh, I think that depends on the quarterback. If they ship, what if, oh. No. <laughs> what, if, what if they shipped off? Hopkins for Rodgers. They already said that the Packers and then, said, and then, then they could get rid of Murray. The Packers said that if they trade Rodgers, it's going to be to the AFC. AFC, right. The Jets. That's right. Okay. Or the Colts. Jets. For us, for here in Mojo, since we're active in Jersey, I would love Aaron Rodgers to come to the Jets. I don't know if there's enough things to do in New York for him. Um, Who has a better pick? I would rather have the Colts pick. You would rather be a Colt than a Jet? I'd rather have the Colts pick as a Packer fan. Than the Jets. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I mean, but still, like, if, if think, if think yeah, about Rodgers, though. He's probably wanting to rather go to the Jets with a I mean, Rodgers will already. be able to dictate that. Garrett Wilson's But over you're looking there. at the offensive line for the Colts, and then you're looking at some young Yeah, but they underperformed last year. They underperformed. Yeah. So maybe they're not as good as everybody says they are. Um, maybe Aaron Rodgers instead of Matt Ryan makes everyone better. Did I say that last year? No, I'm saying oh. I'm saying it right now. Oh. <laughs> also, there's no head coach in Indy yet, so could be uh, my boy DQ Dan Quinn going no, there. Then Rodgers is not going. Oh, uh, okay. I don't think Rodgers wants to play with a defensive coach. Why would you? At, at the end of your career, why would you? How about this? At this point in the NFL, why, I wouldn't even consider hiring a defensive-minded head coach. He's not even on my radar. I'm be like, we're gonna find a good one to coach that defense, but I need a I need an offensive mind for my head coach. Interesting. Who else we got? Ah, yes, Mr. Evan Ingram. Uh, there is conversation to be had about how much money this guy's going to warrant because, again, it was, it was a failed experiment in New York. He comes down to Jacksonville. He, he does really good things with Trevor Lawrence and that you know Doug Peterson offense and everything like that. To me, my opinion, they'll spend money. They'll keep this guy around. I think they're building a nice little nucleus down there, and I think that he's, he's a part of it. Yeah, I think he's also done like enough bad things in this league as to where there's going to be some leverage for Jacksonville to not have to overpay. On the tight end, but they're the tight end market isn't that great. That's so what I'm saying. So he might there might be overpayers out there for you him. could very I could see him easily. The Giants should bring him back. To be honest there. with you, could you franchise him on a second deal or one year deal? You, can you franchise a tight end? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he's already off his first rookie oh. deal. Uh, hold on, I'll check right now. So Ingram, Evan. All right, so Evan Ingram right here is 2023 unrestricted free agent. So, he's accrued six seasons. So yeah, you could franchise him. Why wouldn't you? You could. I just didn't know. Will. I don't know the parameters on guys that are out of their rookie deal and then sign a one-year deal with a team. Like you could. I don't think you could franchise a player that's on a one-year deal. Interesting. I don't know. But I guess we'll see on on, on franchise tag date, which is coming very soon. Surprisingly, yeah. No, that's going to come here before you know. New NFL season. Will I think be Evan Ingram sticks around, and I think he probably gets a little bit less targets next year as a result because Calvin Ridley will be in town. Oh my 
that's like the 15th time I forgot he was there. Yeah, that offense is going to hum next season. And Etienne, too. Mm. That's a lot of humming. All right, well, that'll do it for today. Uh, we want to wrap this up because tomorrow we are finally going to put a bow on this entire week and finally pick some games, pick some players that you should be investing in over the course of the next couple days because the games are on Sunday. So in order to follow us with all these picks and these you know expertise and all that stuff, head on over to the social media. That's at uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Mojo, M-O-J-O. And, of course, join the Discord, guys. And the only way you can do all this fun stuff is if you download the app right now, now available on your iPhones and your Androids. So all you green texters out there uh, who can't be trusted, um, you know, now you can download Mojo. So and, and the interface is even easier to use day in and day out. They're making improvements to that thing, so everything looks pretty good. So for Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci, and Anthony behind the glass, A5, um, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Back here tomorrow to talk one more time about the AFC and NFC Championship games. Mm -hmm.